0: Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show. Let's get started. I'm excited about this one. So this was prompted by a question that somebody asked me last week, and it was, who do you most like to work with? And what is the work that you most enjoy and are most proud of? And that was a hard one for me to answer because I help a lot of different people, and I help them with a lot of different things. But when I thought about what brings me joy, well, my first response was, I love helping black female professionals, female leaders, um, because I have sort of a reverse bias when it comes to black women at the executive table. When I see a black woman in an important job or a difficult job, I assume that she is a badass beyond compare and is probably smarter than everybody else in the room. Because what you have to accomplish to get over that, I mean, imagine if you had a black woman um, flying your plane. You would be like, holy cow. Um, I had a, um, a black surgeon, and then I had her mentor um, who was a Hispanic surgeon, and then I had um, an anesthesiologist who was a young Hispanic man. And I thought, oh my God, I must be the luckiest person in the world because these people are badass. So, anyways, that is what I first thought. And I do love supporting those people. Now, the transformation with most of my clients who are black women is not. Um, super vast because they're already doing so great and they're already pretty confident and I help them um, have a sounding board and help them navigate and influence um, <clears throat> the difficult waters that are corporate America. So while it's fulfilling, um, it doesn't really let me take somebody from a really low place to a really high place. Um, one group that I get to do that with is overwhelmed corporate parents because it especially especially when parents are trying to homeschool their kids and work from home. I don't usually like to timestamp these things because I want uh, my podcast to be sort of relevant and evergreen whenever you listen to them, but my friends, we are living history, so I'm just going to say that it is late June 2020 when I am recording this, and we are in the COVID-19 pandemic And it is the summer, so parents are not homeschooling, but they also don't have camps. So it's a very, very challenging time for everybody in the world, and that is a transformation that I love because when I help corporate parents feel less overwhelmed, not only do they benefit, but their kids benefit, their teams benefit. So that was another answer that came to mind, but the real answer, the one that I take the most pride in is when somebody comes to me feeling like a fraud. And maybe they don't say this out loud, it's not obvious, but they have a tremendously loud unworthiness story. When I help that person transform that story into genuine worthiness and self-confidence, that is one of the most, well, that is the most dramatic transition I have created for somebody. So I can't heal people physically. I don't have that gift of medicine. My medicine is helping people heal their emotions and then heal their lives because of the energy and actions and emotions that they are bringing to their life. So anybody can benefit from that. And you know, this is a sneaky one. If you've been listening to my podcast, you've been listening to some really amazing interviews with people who are fantastic, um, yet they don't feel fantastic. And we can relate to them because every human being has some kind of I'm not worthy story. It's just a matter of whether you believe it and how loud and embedded it is in your system. How much has it taken over the rest of your well-being and your um, emotional identity? So if you want... To fast track your career, you have got to get over this. Or if you just want to be successful in the career you're in and you've decided you don't need to go any further, you have to deal with this issue of extremely low confidence. Now, low confidence doesn't always look like somebody who's meek. That is one end of the spectrum. So I'll call that the meek mouse side of the spectrum. And we're all familiar with what that looks like. Um, It's a fear-based behavior. Um, Like maybe they apologize too much or they over-prepare for meetings. They try to perfect things. Um, Those are all symptoms of somebody who is having low self-esteem. Maybe they don't give their direct reports feedback because they're afraid they're going to hurt their feelings. So none of that is going to work out well for them. But then there's the other side of the spectrum. And if the left side was the meek mouse who cowers, the right side is the swaggering jerk. And we all know what that person looks like, too. They might micromanage, yell, be moody. They don't listen. They fail to build real relationships. They fail to create psychological safety. They blame others. They act impulsively. Wars are started by people who have low self-esteem and are... um, compensating with the jerk, swaggering position. Wars are created, um, police violence comes from these people. We need more authentically confident people in the world, and we definitely need them in power. I mean, just look at what the world is like today. There are so many wonderful, authentically confident people in the world, but they are not in power the leadership positions that we need to be in. So that is why I think that this is the most important work I do because of the ripple effect it creates. So many positive things happen when someone sheds their I'm not good enough story. And this is just from what I've seen with my own clients, but they start sleeping better. Their health improves because they are no longer dumping cortisol into their system and they are no longer vibrating with the emotion called shame that is the the lowest vibrating emotion we can create in our bodies, meaning it's going to make us sick. Their relationships at home improve because they are more present with their family. They are more positive with their family. Their relationships at work improve because people don't have to stroke their ego or protect their ego or worry about their ego. They make decisions better. They're not looking for the perfect decision anymore and they can comfortably make a choice knowing that there are going to be costs and benefits. They build trust quickly with people rather than trying to be fake, which everybody can smell and sense. uh, They are genuine and people want to be influenced by them because they respect them. And when it comes time to decide who to promote, it's a no-brainer. Pick the person with authentic confidence because they are going to be making decisions better, building relationships better, getting better results. And we just feel more confident in them. When you shed that story, you go from feeling like you're climbing a hill wearing a lot of equipment to sledding down the hill with joy. People stop being annoyed with you and you're overdoing, over apologizing. And they stop being afraid around you when they know that they can become better versions of themselves when they're around you. The emotional shift is so vast because while we start with shame, which, as you probably know, means I'm not good enough. It's that feeling that we as human beings are not enough, whereas guilt is just that feeling that I've done something wrong. Shame is I am something wrong. So we go from that emotion to the emotion of freedom and joy and bliss And those are the highest vibrating emotions. So we make this huge transformation in our state, in our physical state. And oh, by the way, people pick up on that. Energy frequencies are real. We sense them when we're in a room with people arguing. We sense them in a room with somebody with no agenda. We want to be around those people. It feels good. So I'm not saying that it's easy to be confident in any situation. And sometimes... Low confidence is earned. I mean, let's say you have a job where you have no qualifications for it. For example, if I was hired to, say, teach piano, I would have a very good reason to not have confidence about that job because I can't even play piano. And if you took a job as a physicist and you have an English degree, that is probably something you want to undo. But that's not what's happening. (laughs) It's one thing... To be new in a role, it's a whole different thing to be completely unqualified for a role. But that's what our brain tells us. All of our brains are equipped with an I'm not worthy story because it served us well. It kept us alive. It made us needy and good around our parents. It made us cry right so that we would get fed or our diapers changed. Um, It's been said that humans are born a year and a half too early. And that was the compromise we made for being born. Of humans that stood on two legs and had narrow pelvises. So of course, we as a species, human beings are fragile for the first many years of our life. And so do we, we develop this anxiety about our worthiness because we have to survive. But then they don't teach us in kindergarten how to undo that. So we forget what it's like to be a beginner. You have been a beginner at so many things including walking on two feet. You didn't shame yourself when you fell down, but we do it now. It's like we can't afford to make a mistake or else. I have had a history of being a beginner in very visible places. And one of the reasons why I think this is a little bit easier for me than it is for others is that on the spectrum of generalist and specialist, I tend to lean toward the generalist. If you were to call me an expert in something, um, that wouldn't really sound right to me. I don't feel like an expert in anything, um, but I wouldn't freak out about it. If somebody is on the other side of the spectrum and not a generalist, but a specialist, they need to be called an expert and want that and um, also have a hard time even feeling like they're expert enough because they can always find somebody else who is more expert than them. So my generalist nature found it okay to get a degree in French. So studying a foreign language and taking classes in a language that you don't speak very well is kind of a crazy thing to do. So that, I think, helped me feel comfortable when I got my first job at Oracle Corporation. I was an executive admin in corporate finance. I didn't even know how to use a computer. Now, something in me sensed that that would not telling people that would not instill confidence in them. So I just took on this mindset that, I'll figure it out. And everything that came on my plate, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. And that mindset helped me figure it out. And then I was able to go to Stanford and get a master's in liberal arts in an interdisciplinary program that forced you to not uh, specialize in anything. You didn't even get the choice because they would scramble up the syllabus every year. And so they would put you in a class with a Pulitzer Prize winning professor On a topic you had nothing to do with. I mean, it could be quantum mechanics, or it could be Hindu mythology. (laughs) So um, I know people that were freaking out trying to be perfect, and I just thought, well, that was a really silly strategy. I will just figure it out. I knew I had to end with a 20-page paper every time, and I will just figure it out. But imagine how hard I would have made life on myself if I thought... I have to be an expert in this. I'm not worthy of this teacher. I'm not worthy of this program because I'm not an expert in this. That was not the point. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't struggled with an I'm not worthy story. Quite the contrary. I used to tell myself all the time I wasn't good enough, that I should be writing a book, that I should start a business. Of course, those were before I did those things. And it was debilitating, And once I understood exactly what my I'm not worthy story sounds like, because we all have a unique one, I had to upgrade it. I was in so much pain. I had pasted over it, put walls around it, wasn't really thinking about it. It would show up every once in a while, like when I read a good book and said, oh, I should have written this. And then I had to work with a coach I had to figure out how to upgrade that story and get rid of it and make the new one a habit. Something inside me knew that we all have superpowers. We all are unique. We all have an inner superhero, but we are walking around in a disguise. When I was a kid, I was a super fan of Wonder Woman. It was the 70s. It was Linda Carter. It was awesome. And the other day I was thinking, what was her real name? Or, you know, what was her human disguise name? And I had to look it up. Even though I was a super fan, I had to look it up. It was Diana Prince. If you knew that, score a point for you. Nobody remembers, though, Diana Prince. People remember Wonder Woman. And that is not to be confused with Diana Spencer, former Princess of Wales. Talk about potential. Wasted. I mean, she was a walking superhero, but she had eating disorders, shyness, She could have been such a badass. She was gorgeous. She was kind. She was loving. She was a great mom. She had great style. She was a great dancer. But she was very sad. Why, Charles? Why? Because she had this I'm not worthy story and she didn't upgrade it. The real imposter inside of us is the one posing as the mouse or the jerk. The real you is a badass superhero. And our superheroes that we really love, they are not strong all the time. They are appropriately vulnerable. This is why we like characters like Spider-Man, Iron Man, Wonder Woman, Captain America. Yes, they're tough, but they also have a unique vulnerability. Like they have a sense of humor or they have a sensitivity, an innocence, a nobility. Too many of our leaders are like Batman. Don't be Batman. He is cold and he gets his power from tech toys that he builds with money. Nothing wrong with that, but that is not authentic confidence. Batman still has some childhood issues, right? We all have issues. Those are in the past. Let's leave them there, use them to help us identify our growth and the gifts that those gave us, and then build into authentically confident versions of ourselves that have appropriate vulnerability and a balance of strength and warmth, like Wonder Woman. So... Maybe you have plateaued in your career because maybe you're the swaggering jerk and who who gets great results, but nobody wants to work with you. Or maybe you're amazing, but nobody wants to work with you because you're a perfectionist and you beat yourself up all the time and you overwork and overdeliver and then lose your train of thought and over-apologize in meetings. Now, it is possible that you will get promoted to high levels even though you're a jerk or a mouse. And I know I don't have a lot of jerks listening, but, you know, for those out there or if you know a friend, um, might want to send them my way. Because they're doing damage not only to themselves, but to everyone around them. Whereas the mouse isn't necessarily damaging people, but the mouse is not helping people be their best. And the mouse surely isn't showing their superpowers. And even if you're doing well in your career, I don't think you want to carry around this baggage. And let's say you get promoted. I don't think you want to drag that baggage to that job. You're not going to feel better just because you finally got the new title. In fact, you're likely to feel worse. And Now you really have to prove yourself. You tell yourself. So again, just to be clear, why I care that you get promoted, it's all about putting the right people in leadership. We need authentically confident people in leadership who have dealt with their daddy issues, who have dealt with their mommy issues, and who can bring their best self to the job, their authentically confident, badass, superhero, vulnerable self to the job, admit when they don't know something without shame. Bring in the best people around them and lift everybody up. Because my friend, as you are well aware, the world is not doing well. And the only countries that are doing well have great leadership. The only companies that are doing well have great leadership. The only families that are doing well have great leadership. And even then it's not enough. Because if we don't have great leaders at the top, misery cascades down. So that is why I am so passionate about this topic and so passionate about helping anyone and everyone who wants to get ahead feel better. And your may wanting to get ahead may just be wanting to make better life for your team and your family. That's great. Bring your super badass self to that goal. So whether you want to be CEO or just CEO of your family, um, and of course, That's a partnership, a co-CEO with whoever else is in your house. Sometimes it's the 12-year-old who is the CEO of the house. Um, But it is all about a partnership and only authentically confident people who can balance strength and vulnerability and make a safe environment can create that possibility. So I want to ask yourself, who would you be without your unworthiness story? Maybe you can remember a time when it wasn't the boss. I'm going to tell you the step-by-step process that I take my clients from, that takes them from shame to joy, that gets them unstuck and finally starting that business. Instead of accumulating certification after certification or job after job after job and credential after credential, they feel worthy and they start doing the work and they start making the, every, everybody feel better. So The first step is to understand the neurobiology behind it because once you understand what is happening in your brain, it's no longer about you. It's about your brain's operating system and guess what? We can upgrade that but first you have to understand what program is running. Then you have to really understand what that program is saying. You have to know what story you're telling and that takes a little bit of investigation and that investigation can bring up painful results. So rather than sitting with those forever, you got to upgrade that story to one that you believe in that creates immediate freedom. So that's going to feel awesome, but it's not yet a habit because habits take repetition. So repetition takes time. You can speed up this process the more you repeat. You also have to build new neural networks And building habits will help you do that. It will make it your default. This new badass story, and I keep repeating authentic confidence. I do want you to know when I say badass, I am not talking about that swaggering person. I am talking about that person that we feel comfortable walking behind because we trust them. We trust they have our best interests at heart, and we trust that they can make space for us and push away obstacles and keep us safe. So once you have the new neural networks, we embody that into your physiology, the way you stand, the way you speak, the way you use eye contact, the way you use your physicality. Your body will look and feel the same way your thoughts feel, worthiness. And then you learn and you practice the secrets of great influencers because it's not enough to just feel worthy, you got to do something with it you got to influence for good. You have to make people want to do things, give things, say things that are going to help the greater good. That's influence. Manipulation is uh, getting somebody to convince themselves to do something that's not in the greater good. And notice that I'm not saying you can make anybody do anything. You can just create an environment where they decide. Influence happens in the other person. Great influencers know that. And they figure out the best strategy person by person. And then you get to watch the positive wake that you make. You get to see people start seeking you out. You get to see that people are better and grow after interacting with you and that people actually want to follow you and to promote you, sometimes literally. And then you just learn to live with this new reality. No more shame. No pe- uh, now it's just peace and pride. And when that old story pops up, You recognize it for what it is, and you deal with it. So again, this is my favorite transformation. I love all the work I do with my clients, but this one is so profound. Instead of like good to great, it's like hell to heaven. That is what we feel when we go from shame to bliss. And I'm wondering, when was the last time you felt bliss? Your unworthiness story. Your lack of confidence, it doesn't hurt just you. And your authentic confidence, your worthiness, isn't a gift to just you. It is a gift to everyone around you, whether it's your family, your work, the people in line at the grocery store, because people are stressed out and freaked out and panicked everywhere. So we need you to create a positive wake wherever you go. So here's an offer for an exercise you can do. You can make a list of your superpowers. These are innate gifts that you have. Now you can start with the ones that are most common, are most basic, like the fact that you have five senses or up to five senses, that you have a brain that can think about the future and plan, your fingers and toes, I'm sure you can think of a lot of things you can add to that list that you don't really think about and that you take for granted. And then you can make a list of your innate superpowers that are unique to you. This one might be a little harder because for you, they don't seem so special. But for somebody else, they might be amazing. I mean, I kind of take for granted the fact that I am a good public speaker. At least that's what people say. Um, But a lot of people would think that's a superpower. How does she do that? How is she so comfortable doing public speaking? Um, I'm also just really good at generating metaphors. My brain just does it. And it's done it since I was very little. And because I like to learn a lot, I have a lot of stuff in my head that I can connect dots and come up with metaphors. So I kind of take that for granted, but it's really helpful. So I think it's one of my superpowers. So I, um, oh, I can also use swear words appropriately. Anyways, oh, and I have thick hair. So please just go and have fun with this exercise. Your innate gifts. And if you would like to learn more about my step-by-step program, and if you would like to do it with amazing, badass superheroes who don't yet know that they are superheroes, in a supportive group, um, I would love for you to fill out an application and join us. This is the best work, and you can just feel the energy in the room when you get into a virtual room, of course, where you look across and you see people who you can't even believe they don't have confidence. It just doesn't even make sense to you. And then that is the same vibe you're getting from them. And then you all realize it's not us. It's our brains. It's our operating system and i'm ready to shed it. So let's do it together. So i will put a link to the application in the show notes and please i welcome your comments and hey if you want to send me or post your innate gift list in the comment section that would be really fun. So i hope you go and enjoy this beautiful day. I hope you can go and just be present to it because that is one of the antidotes to unworthiness. It's just presence. Not worrying about something we said yesterday or something we might screw up tomorrow, but just being present right now and grateful for all the blessings in your life. I'm very grateful to be on this path with you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your reviews. And thank you for sharing this with people who you think would benefit from the podcast. I will put a link in the podcast description so you can find out more information, and you can always go to work-lifebrilliance.com for more information about programs. One final suggestion for something you can do to help remind yourself of how awesome you are is just go through your past and think about times when you felt like a badass. What happened I actually did this this morning as I was thinking about this podcast, and the very first thing that came to mind was when I pitched a no-hitter. Now, I was in the sixth grade, and in the seventh grade, I sucked (laughs) at at pitching. I lost my mojo, but man, when I think about that no-hitter game, I feel awesome. So go back, doesn't matter how far you have to go, maybe it was last week. When did you do something or you felt proud? Go back to that moment, feel it, savor it, and know that that is always available to you. And that is how you cultivate that emotion called bliss and pride. Have fun with that, my friend. Till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Work Life Brilliance. If you want to be coached by Denise, join her in the Work Life Brilliance Academy, where wholehearted humans are becoming the best version of themselves. Accepting applications now at wlbacademy.com.